Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome to the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the boater, Mike the mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. A uh, lot of stuff going on today. I got a new guitar. We got to talk about that, even though it doesn't no, have we don't. Mm-hmm. No, we world don't. of boating on it. Uh, yep. Also, was at a big outdoor event, so we are at uh, we are socially distanced once to once again because uh, one of the biggest outdoor events uh, so far in Florida taking place this week i was there earlier in the week uh thing called sudden and, fun in lakeland and, florida aviation event but uh there were some boaters there i talked to them and what patrick mm-hmm. what the contest we're going to run during the show is yeah. guess how many times greg had his thumb in the upright position in what number of pictures <laughs> it's my thing that he posted all over social media it is all my thing I'll he got to all of flying them. a really cool jet. So. Yeah, I did. He he had his th- he had his thumb up going into the portalette. Well, yeah, they yeah, were taking well, my picture. You know what? Yeah, well, gotta, that's disturbing. We got to please our passengers, and when they <laughs> see me, pic- they expect me to look like picture. this with my with me yeah. smiling with my thumb up, Thumbs just up. like Mentos, right. the fresh maker. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> remember that commercial? That's kind of what I'm doing. So uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, but we're still socially distanced. But it was it was a cool event. It was good to see a lot of people out at a major event. Uh, this thing had mm-hmm. a huge amount of space, so you know, I, uh, you know, you could still keep your distance, and everybody was respectful in that sense. So I don't think it's going to cause any problems. There was definitely some chatter along those lines. Uh, but yeah, I did get to fly a really cool uh, uh, airplane. It was about what a million two. That? It was the Cirrus Vision Jet. And oh you can yeah, single hear, engine. Yep, you can hear about this yeah. on our Just Plane Radio show. But you know the, these these uh, airplanes. I don't know. They're like a million and a half. Actually, no, they're more than that. They're like three mil, three to four. Wait, million wait, wait, dollars. wait, wait. The, pic- the yeah. pictures I saw you. You were behind the pilot and co-pilot. Yeah, I was a passenger. Uh, or, okay, so you didn't get to fly it. Yeah, I flew the plane. I was in the plane, flying God in the plane. Damn. There's a difference between. Passenger, it's, a, it's, it's the whole it's a whole boater and you and, know yeah I, i'm a boater again. on my uh thousand foot ship jeez Wrong. man that is in, incorrect that is uh how do you have any room to move in that studio with your ego <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i have no problem whatsoever with that yeah and you know they don't give me any crap about that on our airplane show that uh, just because i was in the plane i'm not a i'm not flying the plane I'm, I am in the airplane, just like you're if you're on a boat, you're a boater. Fly the plane. <laughs> oh, boy. You're, you're a passenger, not a pilot. I, I am uh, eyes and ears. I was. Was uh, it cool to go on the airplane? It was awesome, but I was thinking yeah. like incomparable. What you know? What kind of boat could you get for three to five? You know, three to four million dollars. I mean, kind of like the oh, boat yeah. that Mike uh, the Mariner has. It's in that same category, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> no. Oh, what? <laughs> My boat's nowhere near that category. Oh, okay. Million, no. What if, what if it was new? How much would your boat be if it's brand spanking new? It'd be it'd be up there, wouldn't it? 
pretty I, much? I, I don't even know. Yeah, I haven't haven't priced it as a new vessel. I'm going to say three to four million dollars. That's what I'm. Do we know anyone that works? Do we know anyone that works for a manufacturer that builds boats of that size? I wonder who would know. What do you mean of what size? It it would be you know almost as if somebody. And by the way, I I did want to I did want to thank our listeners who reached out to me this week on social media and whatnot to congratulate me on my thirty fifth birthday that's a lie 35th anniversary uh, working with the boat manufacturer i started with when i was 18 years old how about oh, that wow. congrats that i didn't even yeah. see that i missed it i didn't see it that's but congratulations too 35 well, years well, you're at retirement age yeah i started there when i was 18 i'm nowhere close to retirement age Let's see i do the math he's, he's 73 years old <laughs> he looks great for 73 i wouldn't say that <laughs> well the upper half the upper half of him anyhow <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, but yes i mean i i could uh comment on the uh appropriate the the approximate cost of mike's uh yacht if it was new okay and how much mike how big is that boat 60... it's a silverton 39 39 39 right yeah so... and it is v drive right no no no, uh, straight shaft and board diesel. Okay, so, three million dollars. No no no, 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 no pod drives or anything. So it's kind of older no. technology. Uh, yeah. But if it was new with pod drives um, and or outboards, yeah, um, one point five. Okay, that would be the uh, comparable price of like yeah. a it Cirrus SR twenty two, which would be their non jet version of the Cirrus aircraft. But why would you want to go in a non-jet when you could be in a fast jet? Well, I'm just saying, what would it be comparable to in that airplane that I flew in? And it was three to four. So, like on one of your boats, uh, that would be probably a 50 to 70 footer, wouldn't it, uh, Patrick, at that manufacturer it, you work for? Wouldn't that well, be we up don't there? make a 70 footer, but thanks for paying attention for well, the 15 what years is I've been what, doing the show with 54 you. 54 is uh-huh. the par- uh, biggest something no, like that? Ba- ba- what is it? Just answer the question! Is a forty-two? It all depends on the manufacturer and how the boat's equipped, Greg. It really does. I know, but you you know the biggest boat that you guys sell. What is it in that three to four million dollar price range? No. or not okay. No. What is it's it? A, then? It's a it's about it's about one point five for depending one on, that depending big? on how depending on how you're equipped. Okay, so topping out, it, it, you, you, the most equipped boat that you guys sell in the. What is it? What's the longest boat that you sell? You're you're probably, you're probably talking about a 42 fly with uh, okay. triple 425 outboards. Yeah. Um, Max, totally system, maxed out. What would it be? With FLIR system, everything like that, you're, mm-hmm. you're probably scraping uh, a mill. Really? That's all? They're that economical? Yeah. Golly. Well, uh, if you consider a million dollars economical, we need a raise. Well, no. I, I'm just saying <laughs> I thought something that big would be comparable to one of these vision jets that I flew this week at Sunday no, Fun in Lakeland. It, 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 I just now you you might you higher. might find some you might you might find some forty fours fifties that are up in that range, but they are the way they're powered. Maybe they've got Arneson mm-hmm. surface drives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, the electronics they have in board, um, the construction method um, that's undertaken, whether it's you know Kevlar or something like that. Um, so there's a lot of things that factor in. So you really can't put a price. Just the bigger the boat doesn't always necessarily mean a larger price hmm okay 
Well, now I, I'm really confused. I don't know. I mean, so what would be comparable then to a $3 million aircraft like a Cirrus Vision Jet in the boating world? Like a 65-foot Hatteras, maybe? Brand spanking new? Sure. sure I want to end, end this stupid conversation with you, yeah. yes. A 65-foot Hatteras. Absolutely. Or any kind of go-fast boat. Or, or a Viking. Um, you know, sure. Okay. All right. He didn't answer me, Mike, did he? Yeah, not I did. At all. No. no. <laughs> well, my, my boat was what was not a million dollars new, even yeah. when it was new. It was, but it looks like a million dollars. Come on, boaters yeah. are known to exaggerate. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, you're just fishermen. You're just one step away, yeah, from a fisherman. So come on, Mike. Just uh, you need to get with the program and exaggerate <laughs> accordingly. All right. Well, enough of that, I guess. Uh, we yeah. got a. We do have an update on Mike the Mariner's new vessel. He can actually share with the world the. The name of his new boat, because you have officially christened this new boat, yes. its name. And the name is what? Uh, we christened her Silhouette. Silhouette. And why is silhouette. that? Why did you pick Silhouette? Well, so the first time Colleen and I were together on a boat, mm-hmm. um, she was here visiting. And uh, it was late in the afternoon. And she was on the bow of the boat taking pictures of some birds and things that were out in the water. Okay. And I took a picture of her taking that picture. and. Then, you know, now fast forward a year later, you know, trying to figure out a name for this boat. And yeah. uh, we, we, we ran the gambit of all the funny names you can come up with that include a nautical term like not now or not this time or not right. yet. And nothing really resonated. And then that picture popped into my head. And I said, you know, there's this picture I took. And uh, I want to show it to you. And when I showed it to her, uh-huh. I said, look, I said, look at that. It looks like a silhouette. And we looked at each other and said at the same time, that's the name. How so, about that? Hence, the bird It was is, kismet. It was a magical the, the, moment uh, between yeah, two so lovebirds. So, and, so uh, leave, leave, leave it to Mike to pick a French name for his boat that nobody in Sanford will be able to pronounce. That is why <laughs> Everybody can pronounce it. We yeah. invited like three or four people to the name. We were just going to do a quick little... You know, naming, you know, do the homage to Poseidon and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, 40 people showed up with food. And <laughs> so it was a big to do. It sounds like it yeah, went pretty well. Okay. Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. Why accidentally? Too. They didn't know you were doing a name ceremony and just start we, bringing we, stuff over. We, we didn't turn it into a big production, but, but it turned into a big production. Well, as it fun. should. You name When you name a new boat that you just purchased, it's kind of a big deal, right? All right. All right. More coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast come on wiggins what are you standing around for here get on board get on board don't fret don't try This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, so we know the name of Mike the Mariner's new boat is Silhouette. I like it. Got the story behind it. Little uh, kind of kind of love love story was the uh, you know backdrop for that. So I think you know when you ever have a good story to to name your vessel, uh, you know I think that's good. You should. There there always is a story behind the name of your vessel. Am I right, Patrick? Come on, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe. 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 Okay. Sometimes. All right. Sometimes. Sometimes it's like Mike Mike said. Sometimes you're just trying to find a name that is going to be funny, but right. we've talked about this often over the years mm-hmm. is in the, the uh, hopefully a situation that never occurs, but if you ever have to make a distress call, distress call, mm-hmm. you want to think about how that name is going to sound going <laughs> out to yeah. the authorities. Um, uh, you know, like not this time. Yeah. <laughs> mayday, mayday, not it's, this time. All right, get off the channel, moron. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you that know, play, I that actually played into our our decision making. We wanted to, I, I wanted to boil it down to one word if possible. And a word that, you know, not you know, is uh easy to say and understand and is simple, um, but meant something. So but and yeah. and it's also unique. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know too many boats that I've seen out with silhouette as, you know, splashed across the transom. Right. Mm-hmm. Agree. So, all right. Uh, th- speaking of boats and purchasing boats, um, an update for uh, on Jerry the diver guy. 
uh, I sent Barry a listing for a boat, and apparently it's too small for Jerry. I, I did forward it to him, but again, that's twenty three foot. He's looking for something a little larger. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand, but not not like you said. You know, Mercedes dreams on mm-hmm. a. Chevy Chevette budget. budget. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm, trying, well, I'm trying to set him up. I'm I'm trying to get him connected with a guy I know that has a really nice main ship for sale. It's uh, probably late '80s, early '90s vintage, but mm-hmm. in really, really good shape. Okay, uh, that that's a little bit bigger than I think he was for, looking for. I don't know how 30, big. It's, th- it's 34 feet. Okay, well, that is what he's looking for. He's looking for a, yeah, a boat about yeah, that 30. big that he doesn't have yeah. to pay for. So you got the right. first part covered. Yeah. But I don't know yeah. about <laughs> the rest of the... Yeah. No, it's an older boat, but uh, I know the boat. It's actually in really good condition, and uh, I know the guy that owns it. And, right. Um, he's right. actually... He's when actually he traded for mechanic. Moonshine, that's kind of how, uh, you know, he likes it's to barter. It's entirely possible. Oh, yeah. It's okay. entirely possible. Well, yeah. who knows? So, so if, you, if you had to guess on a price, not committing to one, but if you had to guess on a price... Dog, what would it's probably in the 25 to 30 range, maybe. All right. This this is my probably about 50, yeah. It's probably about 15000 outside of Jerry's pocket range. Uh, I don't well, know about that. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry claimed he was, he was willing to spend up to fifty grand on this thing. So. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, when he gets into that size boat and he wants to keep it down in South Florida, right? Yeah, that's going to be an so, issue, isn't it? It's going to be an issue because now what we had talked about when we were talking with Jerry is, since he's not at the boat all the time, a boat that could be easily taken out of the water, mm-hmm. stored on a rack. Yeah. Um, and if it's staying in the water, that the dock fees, the mooring fees, aren't going to kill you when they charge by the foot. And that's why that one that I sent you, Barry, you have to look at the possibilities of that. Yeah. And with that hard top on that, and if you enclose that huge aft cockpit, you, I mean... You can make a little... It, oh, you can sleep on that easy. I, nah. Again, I sleep on surprise without a problem. Right, but yeah. he's I not mean, you, Barry. He's looking no. to entertain folks like us. So uh, <laughs> he needs a now, bigger does boat. Does it have air conditioning? Yeah. Yeah. Does it's it going to have to have AC. No, yes. no it, it, it doesn't have AC, but you could easily, on this boat, add a small AC unit. And if you enclosed the aft cockpit with camper canvas off of that hardtop, you would have a cabin with a small portal, which most people, let's be honest, if you're, if you're at a dock, especially in a marina, you're not using your facilities on the boat. If you're smart, you're going to use the ones that are at the marina. Yeah, you uh, pump out. Right. We're, talking about, we're talking about the same person, aren't we, Patrick? I mean, it doesn't sound like it to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm well, just, he was talking about staying on the boat for a week at a time, right? two weeks at yeah. a time here and there. He yeah. needs a boat that has uh, a little more space. Board capa- yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, space and, and capabilities. I mean, um, he needs to find a boat that already has the air conditioning installed and ready right. to go. I think the one, we, Mike, we the one you picked but... up, the one, one Mike uh, mentioned, does sound like what Jerry would like to do. No, uh, because because it again, does too. It, I've talked no, to him. Don't because, tell me because, no. Because it's a boat that he is not going to be able to. What will what it will cost him in slip fees mm-hmm. will make that boat. Patrick, that is not he, he our concern. That is not our concern. It, we want concern we want him to get I, a boat, boat big enough so when we go visit him uh, and we stay on the boat, we are comfortable. How he affords well, it is his business. 
Well, well great. You can go visit when it's in the uh, marina lockup yard for failure yeah. to pay dock fees. Patrick, well, they, what's what's yeah. the largest size that you could put in a, that you could lift up with those cranes and put into a dry rack? Oh, you you could go. It, it all depends on the marina. Oh, into a, into a dry storage. Yeah. Uh, depends on the marina. Depends on the dry storage. Um, thirty-two would oh, probably no. be bigger. about bigger. No, Mike says there's bigger. A marina, there's a marina in Fort Pierce that's doing thirty-eight foot boats with triple engines. Well, and there putting you them go. He's good to go. Yeah, Fort they, Pierce would be a good those spot. Transoms got to be sticking out. Now. And and what what do they cost per month to stuff them in there? <laughs> oh, I, you know, my my dad's boat was uh, when he had it at uh, at the marina there in Fort Pierce. It was on dry. It was a thirty four seventy pursuit with twin engines on a rack, and I think he was paying uh, like six fifty a month. Hmm. Okay, just to stow a boat. Yeah. Just to yeah. stow a boat. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad mine's and, in the garage. And, okay, and and, and if that boat gets damaged due to an act of God. The marina, they you have to have your own insurance. They they will not cover. Oh, sure, of course. I can tell you what yeah, that'll cost. Yeah, I have to carry my own insurance yeah. here, and, and but, that's normal. Yeah, you know that that thing. Well, a lot of people don't realize that, Mike. They think that oh, well, it's in this marina and it's in dry stack. That 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 building comes down during a storm. Obviously, mm-hmm. the marina's insurance company is going to pay me for my boat. No, they are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is true. So, yeah. what I'm saying, Greg, is when you factor in all that, what what Jerry realistically needs is a boat that could be taken out of the water on a trailer and easily stored to minimize his fees when the boat when he's not using it i don't think uh patrick knows jerry as well as as barry and i he doesn't deal in reality this is jerry the diver guy we're talking about here okay more more coming up stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, uh, Jerry the Diver Guy, uh, looking for a boat to live on. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate what Patrick's trying to do, but I don't think he realizes the uh, standards or lack thereof that uh, <laughs> apply to this particular situation. We're, we're trying to uh, find out for uh, our friend Jerry the Diver Guy, who is a regular, by the way, on Scuba Radio. And you'll hear him a little bit later on on that, uh, on that show if you so choose to tune in. But what? I, uh, but what? What, I, what I don't want Jerry to be is one of these guys that buys a boat and can't afford to moor it properly and sticks it out in a backwater area somewhere and leaves it for periods of time and then somebody else winds up getting on the boat or the boat winds up taking on water and sinks and then he's going to be in all kinds of trouble it's it's yet that he you may not like what i'm saying i don't like what you're saying at all because you know he he will invite us to go on and stay with him on his boat and if it's too small i won't go I mean, well, I have yeah. my priorities in this whole Try, thing too. Trying, be, trying to be his friend <laughs> means giving him, you know, good advice. Yeah, right. Not advice right. that makes. And I'm not well. even his friend. Yeah, I hate I him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to help him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't well, feel bad, Jerry. I'll... He hates everyone. <laughs> I guess not. Not Barry. 
it all comes down to how he's going to use the boat, right? And right. how often he's going to be at the boat. And the mm-hmm. way he described it before, he wanted it in the water. He was going to be down every month. Yep. You know, so that's one way of operating a boat. But mm-hmm. if he's going to be away from you know, the boat for a few months at a time, then, yeah, I agree. It shouldn't be in the water. Well, it be a, maybe a smaller boat. That I, I, I think you have the right idea. He wants to oh. be down like once a month or even more and transition slowly to uh, potentially moving to Florida permanently and staying on it. Mike, what do you what do you pay a month for your dock? Uh, I'm I'm under four hundred dollars a month. Okay. Wow. And okay. that and that's that's water and electric. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's better I'm than I thought South it would. Yeah, that, that's be, up in Sanford. Do that yeah, down be, in Fort Lauderdale and Miami, it, and triple that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Or triple. Yeah. Okay. Depending on where you are, right? Right. Uh, if, if the boat's big enough, he could just live on it, and he wouldn't have to. You know, the only rent he would have would be dock fees. That that is possible. I don't know. Well, maybe we ought to get him on the line. You think? Oh, no, we don't want to bother him yet, do we? You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. I want sun, I want sand, I want spa. Spa, facial, but nothing too remote because I'm a people person. I like to socialize. Islands are good? Islands are great. All right. I'm thinking... I love the Bahamas. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. We can get you to the Pink Sands Beach. We can fly you direct into Nassau. This is perfect. Let's do it. Bahamas. Bahamas. Here I come, baby. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner. All right. So, yeah, maybe he can take his boat to the Bahamas. Maybe the dock fees wouldn't be as bad. And I'll tell you, he would be pretty happy uh, hanging out in the Bahamas, too, because he'd love to be able to take it over there. Maybe he'll just dock it over there at a friend's house uh, over there in the islands. Yeah, take, take, take those dock fees from Miami and quadruple them for the Bahamas. Well, he could be anchored off. He wouldn't even be at a dock. I, He'd just ten- have it on a on the hook out there in he, some bay. That is, is it, it's not smart. well. Maybe on the hook, no. but uh, yeah, at a dock in, in the Bahamas, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yes, Barry. What say you? My my, I still stick with my original theory that he buy a houseboat, dock it somewhere in some dock. He would live off of that and have a smaller boat for doing his scuba stuff because what he wants to do. It's just become full-time. He already has a scuba place. Mm-hmm. He already has a shop, but he wants to essentially move everything down here. I think. Right. Yeah. And, he, and he would pay He would pay less in dock fees if he found someplace slightly inland, like maybe along the Okeechobee Waterway, or, I mean, if he wants to be in South Florida. Right. Or some tucked away, out-of-the-way marina. Um, right. There's options, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a guy who's falling in love with the idea of doing it without having any idea of what's actually involved. God bless him. Let's let him make all the mistakes <laughs> so we yeah. won't have to. Well, <laughs> so we so we have something to talk about in the future. For the next six years. <laughs> yeah. That's now, right. Now, moving on with stories. Uh wanted to wanted to circle back to something we had talked about um a few weeks ago. The new uh kill switch law that went into effect April first. So there's some confusion going on with this, and just wanted to clear up a couple things. Uh, That law that went into effect, uh, the beginning, well, 
April 1st, um, is for federally regulated waters. Okay. But let's make clear that the world of boating encourage you, encourages you to wear your kill switch regardless of what body of water you're on. Uh, this is for boats that are 26 feet long and under. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, this is for boats. If your boat was built in 2020 or earlier and does not have a kill switch from the manufacturer, you're okay. Okay, right, you're grandfathered you in, so to speak. You, yeah, you're, you're grandfathered in. Now, the suggestion would be that you should have a copy of the registration with you on your boat, so that if you do get stopped, you can point to that. Also, um, there is a website. It's uscgboating.org forward slash recreational hyphen boaters forward slash engine hyphen cut hyphen off hyphen switch hyphen fact dot php. Huh. Okay, wait, wait, can't, wait, wait, stop. Can you repeat that? You repeat no, that. don't. That is, okay, anyway, if you search for new kill switch law, you'll find this website, and I would encourage you to print out um, a copy of what the Coast Guard has required and keep it with you, especially if your boat is not equipped with a kill switch, so that when, if and when, law enforcement pulls you over, you can pull this out and make your case that you are exempt. Wait, question. Yep. So you're saying that any boat 20, 20, and older without a kill switch is grandfathered in. Yes. What if, it, what if your boat came without a kill switch and it was built in January of this year? And it would you know, be a twenty. Not, it would be a twenty-one model, and yes. it would would have been required to have one. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. But there, so every twenty twenty one model under twenty six feet has a kill switch now, up to a certain horsepower. So oh, you okay. might you so may find some horse you might find some outboard tiller models, John boats things like that that may not be equipped with a kill switch. So yeah. do your research, print out okay. a copy of what the USCG what it but, says, so that if you do get pulled over, you are not cited erroneously. But, but what they are not requiring you to do is to retroactively Correct. equip your boat with a kill switch that is not part of the original engineered uh, application Correct. anyway. The, it okay. states the new law does not apply if the boat was made before 2020 and does not have a cutoff switch. You would probably be, pr- it would be pretty hard to find a recreational craft talking about, you know, uh, uh, Chaparral, uh, Cobalt, Sea Ray, Regal, that doesn't have them. Already. <laughs> now, the, yeah. like like the forty two that your company okay. makes, does it come with a? No, because kill, I mean, if you have an enclosed pilot house, it's not required. Okay, I guess they're assuming you're not going to fall <laughs> off the boat if you're in an enclosed. How, house. However, <laughs> I encourage that if you have the opportunity to equip, especially with the fob style that breaks if you're not necessarily hooked with a lanyard. Because even with an enclosed pilot house, if you're moving the boat by yourself or if you're moving the boat and somebody's down in a cabin and something happens to you, or if you're down in a cabin and a person who's driving the boat, something happens, rogue wave, they get knocked unconscious, you're down using the facilities down below, hmm. you have no idea that the boat is now heading for the rocks, you know, because it was at that point you were making the entrance to, to haul over. And, <laughs> you know, next next stop is you're up on the jetty. So 
it's still a good idea. I know most people aren't going to do it, but it would still be a good idea to equip. It's easy enough to do, especially with the electronic fobs, uh, to set yourself up with that. Just in the case, if something unfortunate, unforeseen, which is what's going to, would be the result, happens out on the water, that the engines stop. You know, and if you're down below and you feel the boat all of a sudden stops moving, you probably got a good idea something's happened and you're probably coming up out of there pretty quick to check on uh, the person who's driving the boat. So if it's an enclosed cockpit, enclosed pilot house, not required. But again, strongly recommend go do your do your research, print out what the Coast Guard is required. So if you do get pulled over, you uh, and. There are things in there where they don't require that you're wearing it when you're in when you're docking, you know, because that would not make sense. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, you have to go work the lines and yeah, things like that. So, you step away from the helm and the engine dies. But <laughs> but but you know, you you get yeah. you get law enforcement out there that it, they may not be as well versed. You know, mm-hmm. they just kind of oh, it's got to have you got to be wearing your kill switch. You're in the boat. You got to be wearing your seatbelt. You're in the car, but I'm mm-hmm. not moving. Doesn't matter. You're supposed to have it on. Um, you just want to make sure that you are set up and you know what the law is as of April 1st. So, I just so. want to thank Captain Patrick for painting that me- uh, mental picture of running aground while someone's on the head. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, keep, you just keep thinking about what's going to splash back up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for that, Patrick. How did we even go there with that? I don't know. I, I was just like, no, wait, he brought Patrick it up. Did mention, he, did, he did mention that yeah. you're downstairs in the head, someone else is driving the boat. and uh, Yeah, they, not, a, not a good move. Not and good then, move. then we wanted to talk about, because this, this is probably going to excite Greg a little bit, which I hate to do. Oh, no. Um, but down under, uh, there was a diver, a PADI certified diver, um, who was diving alone. Um anchored his boat, was in the water. His single anchor line somehow got wrapped around the transom, and due to the current and the wave action, his boat took on water and sank while he was in the water. <laughs> and he's in an area where tiger, tiger sharks are prevalent. Uh. Now, <laughs> we posted this story uh, because there were so many things that this guy did wrong, but I want to start with Greg. What, <laughs> what did he do wrong as a diver? Well, <laughs> if he had any uh, divers with him and he went on the dive. Okay, so he, he could have, I was going to say, I've, I've had this happen to friends of mine who were running charters. And they went out and did the dive, came back and like, hey, I don't remember this wreck being here. This is awesome. <laughs> and then he realized, holy <laughs> crap, it's, it's my boat. Yeah. <laughs> but but are you are you are you not supposed to dive? You're supposed to have a dive buddy with you, right? Yes. You don't they a patty you should, certification, yes. you're not you're you shouldn't be diving by yourself. Well, I mean you it could be it's, a it's solo not diver, the law, but, but that's the rule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it's not a law, right. But well, yeah, I know it's not a law, but I mean it's part of the certification process. And yeah. if you're diving if you're just the only one in the water, at least have somebody on the boat. Yeah. That would make yeah. sense, of course. Yeah. Yes. People used to t- say that to me. Why don't I just take my boat out? So if I want to go dive off of it, you know, throw the anchor out. And I said, I'm not leaving the boat out there by myself. Right. But do you yeah, have it, people that can solo dive? Uh, they can't do that, Patrick. That is an yeah, option. I, yeah. But you know, is yeah. it wise? No. 
No, uh, something happens, uh, you know, they find yeah. your body later. Yeah, we, sure. we have the buddy right. system, so, you know. So, and was, this, this boat sank. It wasn't, wasn't very deep water. I mean, the bow was, it, the stern was resting on the bottom. The yeah, but you got tiger sharks. That's an right. issue. Okay, that yeah. could potentially create a problem. you have a new wreck. Yeah, you got a new wreck. Look at the bright side. It's always uh, half, half full, right? All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. listening to the world of boating radio network do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world well look no further than the world of boating radio show just like you thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next saturday remember a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise nothing Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you guys where's Haley? Um, she is on a boat in the marina putting you in her rear view mirror Boats have those, don't they? Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down where we can play. Come on down to my boat, baby. Come on down we'll sail away. This is the World of Boating. Gregor, first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner. I just saw the picture of Mike the Mariner's new boat silhouette. That's nice. You get the graphics and the whole thing uh, looking pretty sharp there. It, it looks very, uh, very slick, very professional, unlike what we would expect here with the uh, crew of the World of Boating. Patrick? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, most of us probably would have just done it in Sharpie. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, but uh, wanted to touch back, uh, 
back on this story about uh, the sky down under because it, it there's some things to learn about this uh, as it comes to uh, when it comes to boating. Mm-hmm. Now he he was set up with all the equipment that you should have in the unfortunate uh, occurrence that you know you're you're get stranded or your boat sinks. Uh, but other than not knowing how to anchor his boat properly, which again, uh, if there was that much movement, should have had both a bow and a stern anchor. It wasn't a very mm-hmm. large boat. Well, we're, quick question: Did he anchor it from the stern only? Is that what he did? No, he anchored it from the bow, and the boat swung around, got fouled in the anchor line, mm-hmm. and then was held in position. We got all twisted up around the engine, got swamped, and then started getting swamped, and then went down while he was in the water. Wow, the chances of that happening are so minuscule. Yeah, I mean, that seems but, like it. That, that, but, that's a weird situation. But you know, <laughs> there, we, you had you had those those uh, those that football player and his buddies off the west coast yeah. of Florida years ago. A couple of them that lost their lives. They never found yeah. them. They anchored from the stern and weather well, picked yeah, up, that, which is crazy. Yeah, and they weather start weather picked up. Waves started coming over. They by that time mm-hmm. the line was so taut they couldn't get it undone from the cleat. Nobody had the presence of mind to have a knife, serrated knife, you know, and Mm. and chop it loose. Um, You know, you just go and you pull a Roy Scheider, you know. Yeah. Uh We're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, wait, we're going to need a boat, period. By the way, that is essential gear. You should always walk around with a nice knife. Yeah, strap to your ankle, be a badass. Or or just in your pocket or whatever. But, I mean, absolutely for that. For that reason alone. I mean, listen, a a simple Leatherman, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you have one that's got the serrated uh, blade in there, it's enough to where, listen, you you can hack through it pretty quick. You know, Barry uh, just pulled out a knife that you can see on YouTube and Facebook Live. Where where did you have that thing stuck? Where was that? Mm -hmm. I wear this on my uh, arm like this. Okay. Except he's got it spring loaded. See, you can sticks his arm out and it shoots, it shoots out at you. Out. It, it was yeah, concerning because we can only see him from the waist up, and he just pulled out this knife all of a sudden. I'm like, mm-hmm. I always have a knife. Anyway, this this guy that was down under, I I have the sneaking sub- suspicion that I don't think he planned on his boat sinking. Obviously, but the fact that it did, <laughs> I think I think that he then turned it into uh, a a. Um, uh, uh, a viral video type moment, a social media thing, because he spent three hours in the water. Now he's three hours in the water. He's got flares. He sees boats. He sets off his smoke flares. He sees a helicopter. Right. He he's got a, a a bright shirt. He starts waving it around. Helicopter goes on. After three hours, you know what he takes out and sets off? Oh, is he perp? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he didn't want that. Probably cost him a lot of money when they pick him up like that. Who cares? You're in water with with tiger sharks. That's yeah. the first thing I'm setting off. If you're going to swim with tiger sharks, just bring catnip with you. Yeah, some people I, like to do that. They pay big money for that option, uh, Patrick. So, oh God. but but why hilarious. you would wait? You have the most essential. They're going to come and get you right away. You wait three hours before you set that thing off. That's insane. Mm. <laughs> that is <laughs> well. Oh, God, once hilarious. again, maybe you wanted to dive with him uh, for a few uh, have have an hour or two of, of playtime. He's the trying to animals. figure out how to refloat. Yeah. <laughs> I just I listen. I'm I, still I got, trying I, to figure out uh, what what currents or winds or whatever must have 
been in play to get that boat wrapped up around. Yeah, it's, it's the, just the, 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 I mean, because normally when a boat swings on an anchor, you know, it, it swings on the scope. So it's well, not well, going to get tangled up in, in its ass- own. Assuming he had it line. anchored correctly and he let out yeah. the appropriate amount of scope for the depth of water he was in, mm-hmm. which I, I think this guy strikes me as one of those that this is a good spot. I'll just drop the anchor here. <laughs> yeah, and, t- and, and tie it off. It, he might have wrapped it around his prop that minute. You know, could have. Yeah. Uh, so when we talk about boating and boating safety and knowing your boat and what to take and and all that, know how tall your boat is, especially if it's a sailboat. Because um, down in uh, Key West this week, <laughs> there was a sailboat <laughs> that uh, got stuck. Didn't just hit. But got stuck oh. in the transmission lines. Yes, he did. No. Off the Florida Keys and took <laughs> no, out didn't. power to the lower half of the Keys. <laughs> Let me say that again. One oh sailboat One took sailboat. out power to half of the Keys. Wow. Uh, that is yeah, power. Yeah. Well, nowhere, nowhere near that dramatic, but I have a learning moment myself. I was operating my dad's boat, which had outriggers on it. It's a fishing boat going under a bridge down in, in Jupiter. And he and I are talking. I'm running the boat. We get about, uh, I don't know, 50 feet, 60 feet from the bridge. And I realize, damn, I haven't lowered the outriggers for this bridge. <laughs> Slam the boat in reverse. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we didn't put the outriggers down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you didn't hit so, the bridge, then you did the right thing. We didn't hit the bridge, but it was really close. All right. This, so, well, it just made uh, for a great story. That's what it uh, <laughs> what it did. All right. Well, this, right. Boat, this boat was still stuck. Took out power to about 30,000 customers. Yeah, that's power. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So, so on that note, we're going right. to have to wrap it up. Right. Till next time, remember, <laughs> whether it's sail or motor, life is life better. better. And the motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.